Amen. Thank you, Andrew, and uh, a big, big, big thank you to our worship team this morning and all the hard work that they have put in over the course of the last uh, several weeks. And you're seeing the fruit of that. It's getting uh, more and more uh, beautiful, uh, just seeing more and more faces combined together and just figuring out the technology of being able to put all that together into a beautiful song and music and um, just super thankful, super grateful for the, the hard work that's going in behind the scenes. And um, we're going to be able to, to figure this out over the long term here. Uh, we're going to be at this for a while. And uh, just just thank you. Thank you, Andrew and all the worship team. And uh, this morning, again, just a big shout out. Thank you to Don uh, Porterfield, who's sitting behind the scenes, uh, making sure that all of this is coming to you through different ways than we anticipated, and uh, we are in the process this morning. So um, I'm going to hopefully share a word of encouragement with you this morning. Um, coming from God's Word, if you'd like to open on your screens, devices, Bibles, whatever you have in front of you, it, I encourage you to turn to John, John, the Gospel of John, uh, the fourth book of the New Testament. Uh, so flip your Bibles all the way almost to uh, the end, and then uh, somewhere in there you'll find the Gospel according to John. Uh, I'm coming from John 14 this morning, and I'm going to read for you verses 15 through 21. So uh, if you're there and you want to join me, um, you can follow along. Otherwise, you can close your eyes, just listen, or stare out the window and uh, notice the sunshine and just let God's goodness bathe over you as you hear these words this morning. John 14, starting with verse 15, and it says this, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. And on that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning and again just explain extending our gratitude for your presence with us, for your guidance through the uncertainties and changes of the morning. Lord Jesus, we invite your Holy Spirit right now to open our ears. Wherever we are, Lord, I know it's hard. It's sometimes really difficult to focus in on a video screen. It's sometimes really hard to focus in on videos. It's sometimes very distracting to be in our own environments and focus. And right now, for just a few minutes, I pray that you would help us, that you would be our advocate in this moment, our helper, our guide, our aid, 
that what we hear in these next few moments will reach our hearts, will touch those tender places in our minds that are filled with doubt and discouragement or filled with uncertainty. For those of us who are feeling joyful this morning, who have been outside already and experienced the sunshine and heard the birds, Lord, I pray that this word and this message will also be an encouragement, a reminder of your love and your presence and of your grace and the fact that you are indeed helping us during these times. And so, Lord, open our ears to hear your word now. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to share a story with you this morning as I get started. Um, it's a story uh, that goes all the way back to the Civil War. And uh, let me just share it briefly, because I think it sets up this particular passage pretty well for us this morning. Uh, William Harvey Carney was the first African-American awarded the Medal of Honor. He was born as a slave in Virginia, but he eventually made his way to freedom up in Massachusetts. When the Union Army began accepting volunteers, he joined the 54th Massachusetts Infantry Regiment, the first American unit organized by the northern states, though it was led by white officers. The 54th Massachusetts Infantry Regiment, led by Robert Gold Shaw, was tasked with taking Fort Wagner, a beachhead fortification that guarded the southern approach to Charleston Harbor. A previous attack on the fort failed, and the 54th was chosen for the next attempt. As the soldiers stormed the fort's wall, the Union flag bearer was killed. Kearney grabbed the flag and held it for the duration of the battle. Kearney, along with the rest of the 54th, was forced to retreat. Throughout the battle, Kearney never lost possession of the flag, despite suffering multiple injuries. He is quoted as saying this, Boys, I only did my duty. The old flag never touched the ground. Carney was awarded the Medal of Honor in 1900. Doesn't that capture this idea of someone else coming and being our advocate and carrying things for us? I think this story just reminds me so much of what is trying to be communicated in this gospel passage this morning. Someone else coming, going to carry on the mission. That someone is going to be an extension of Jesus. They will do what he was doing for them so that they, the disciples, could do that for other people. It's a powerful image and one worthy of our reflection as we enter into this week, where on the 21st we will be honoring the ascension of our Lord and Savior, and then on the 24th we will be honoring already, yes, uh, Pentecost Sunday. Incredible, right? How far and how fast we have come through this journey and this season. Those words that I read to you from John chapter 14 they refer back to a statement or something that Jesus was saying back in chapter 13. Let me just read it for you, John chapter 13, and starting with verses 34 and 35. He says, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. 
And by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. You know what he's doing while he's saying those words to his disciples? What he's just finished doing? He's just finished washing their feet. Notice whose feet he's washing. Yes, we know it's the disciples, right? And at this point, it's all 12 of them. Those included Judas, who Jesus knew was about to betray him. Those feet that he was washing included Peter, who he knew in the next 24 hours was going to deny him three times. Jesus' gift of love and service and devotion was lavished on all of his disciples equally. And, they, and then he says those words in verses 34 and 35, and now he repeats them over in chapter 14, uh, starting with those verses that I read. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commands. What does that mean? You'll love like I have loved you and all the others who didn't love me in return. You'll model the love that I have shown throughout my ministry, even for those who betray me and even for those who are going to abandon me. You'll love even when we don't feel like loving. You'll love even when we're in isolation. You'll love in all these situations because that's what I modeled for you. I was your helper. I was your model. I was the one that helped you understand how to love. And now I'm going to send another advocate, another, the Greek word is paraclete, somebody that will come alongside of you and walk with you and actually live in you and empower you to do the very same things that I have done for you so that you don't have to do it alone. Because loving like I love, that's not going to be easy. Loving like Jesus loved that, that we can't do on our own. We need his help, right? We need his help to come alongside of others, especially in the face of knowing that we might be rejected, and especially in the face of knowing that not everybody's going to receive the message. How do we love like that? I'm going to send you somebody else, the advocate, another advocate, to do with you and for you what I've been doing for you so that you can do it for somebody else. Jesus understands that his own ministry was that of the paraclete. Jesus came alongside of his disciples. Jesus came alongside of all of us through his life to demonstrate what it was like to be that helper, that aid, that teacher, that guide, that intercessor, that advocate. It's a theme that would be repeated in this discourse uh, over in chapter 15 and then over in chapter 16 of John, you can read about how he is now introducing the idea of the Holy Spirit. We call it the pneumatology, right? The pneumatology of John. It's a fancy word just to say that Jesus is teaching about what's going to happen after he is crucified and ultimately even after he is resurrected. How's the Spirit going to play out in our lives we will know him because he will abide with us. He will be our companion. He will be like Jesus has been to us. He will give us that capacity to love. 
we might be asking ourselves a lot of questions these days of how do we survive the distance? How do we make it through when it feels like some of our support systems are falling all around us, much like that flag fell on that attack in the Civil War on Fort Wagner, and somebody else is going to come along, and somebody else is going to pick up that flag, and it's going to be carried on our behalf, and we may be that somebody else for somebody in our lives. It might be a family member. It might be a friend. It might just be somebody that needs that phone call. It might be somebody that needs that meal dropped off. It might be somebody who needs an encouraging word or post on Facebook. It might be just about anything these days. Because the way the Holy Spirit is fashioning and shaping us during this time of thinking outside of the box, of doing things in different ways, this is our season to allow that Holy Spirit movement in our lives and to change, to not rely on the things that we've known, to not rely on the things that we've understood, but to move in ways that we don't know, don't understand, and we probably won't be able to understand. Sometimes, and I'm learning in my own life, sometimes we don't understand how things are supposed to work or why they move us in the way they do. Sometimes it's just not comfortable. Sometimes it's even awkward because we're reacting we're feeling things that we haven't felt before. We're, we're engaging in ways that we don't understand. It doesn't, it doesn't help. It doesn't make sense to us. And so we need, and Jesus knew that we needed that comfort and that guidance, that relationship that was going to come from the Advocate, whom we now know as the Holy Spirit. In some ways, it's all the way back to reminding us of Emmanuel, of God being with us. God has always been present with his people. And Jesus is saying, I'm here with you now, but I'm not always going to be here like this. But I will always be present with you, and I am going to send the Advocate. And that is the one that will help and aid and guide us through all the uncertainties and the turmoil and the struggles. And if you read later on down in this chapter alone, well, let me just read it for you because I love these verses. It says, I have said these things. I'm in verse 25. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything. Everything for how to get through COVID-19 and how to navigate not having church in a building on a Sunday and how to navigate relationships and how to navigate the awkwardness when people disagree on how to get back together and the right timelines and everything. He will teach you everything and remind you all that I have said to you. And then he says these powerful words, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and I am coming to you. And if you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. 
I will no longer talk much with you. For the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so the world may know that I love the Father. And then he says, rise and let us be on our way. He knew what was coming, and it was time to move forward into his ultimate destiny, his purpose, his purpose for being on this earth. He knew that none of this could happen without walking through the journey that ultimately led him to the cross. But he also knew that that resurrection that followed was going to allow for a brand new day. The presence of the risen Christ, real and connected and present with us. He says, because I live, you also will live. And I don't know about you, but I think I need to hear that today in my own journey. I need to be reminded that I'm not alone. That there is one that is in me and that can be in you, that will help you live the life that Jesus lived it's not an easy life, and it's not a particularly religious life. It is a Holy Spirit life. It is life as it's meant to be lived. And if that's not your experience today, I truly invite you. I invite you to come into a relationship with that Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit, and you don't have to understand that, but Jesus is inviting you today to be in true relationship. And it's not about going to church and reading your Bible and praying. It's about being in relationship with the God who can save you. And if that's your desire today, I invite you to just simply pray a prayer of acknowledgement of who Jesus is in your life and invite him to come in and ask him and, and just tell him who you are and, and, and recognize that you need something different. You need something new in your life. And I invite you to just pray a prayer of acceptance of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and invite him to come into your life and transform your life and change your life. And invite the power of this Holy Spirit who will teach you everything and guide you through this time and all times to come forevermore. Invite that person into your life. It's about relationship. It's about authentic, authentic relationship, authenticity. It's not about performance. It's not about getting everything perfect or right. It's about being in relationship. And we know relationships, they ebb and flow, they rise and fall, and there are feelings and we're human. We all get all of that. But when we get in that right relationship with Jesus, all of this stuff gets begins to get worked out in our lives. And, and that peace, when Jesus says, peace, I leave with you, my peace I give to you, I do not give as the world gives. It's not a financial security. Jesus isn't promising you financial security. It's not freedom from disease. He's not promising that you won't get sick. It's it's not freedom from anger and frustration in relationships. He's not promising any of that. He's promising you a relationship with himself that will change and reorient your life forever. And I really strongly and lovingly encourage you to consider that today. And it's not about a momentary decision. Yes, there is a starting point at some point, but my guess is if you're willing to pray that prayer, you've already been on that journey for quite a long time, and it's just acknowledging that you are ready for Jesus to help you through to that next step. So I invite you to take that next step. I invite you to do what the Spirit is prompting you 
in your heart today to do. And then remember, for those of you that have made that choice and are already living that life, be reminded today of why the Holy Spirit lives in each of us. Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit to live the life that he lived so that we could help others to live that life. And how about today, in our world of isolation, people need more than ever advocates. They need support. They need people to come alongside and love them. That is what Jesus modeled for us, and then he asked us, as we love him in return to offer that to others, to keep his commandments, to abide with him, and then to come alongside and be the advocate, the support, and the friend who helps others. Be the reason that someone finds joy and hope and peace. Be the support that helps others accomplish their goals. Come alongside and be that advocate for someone else. That's a tall order. That's a big ask. And Jesus didn't ask us to do it alone. He gave us the advocate, the Holy Spirit, to help us do that, to help us accomplish that. So I just invite you to ponder these thoughts today, to hear from Jesus, to hear from the Holy Spirit, to be guided by his word today, to be reminded of how much he loves us. He didn't come to the world and leave it and leave us on our own. He came to the world in one form as Jesus, embodied as a human, fully human and fully God. He died, but he rose again, and he ascended into heaven. And we should honor that this week, and we should be reminded of the power of that experience. And after he ascended into heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit to rest upon those who believe in him to be filled with power and to reach out into this world to make an impact, to do what only we can do through him. So let us share that love and to spread that good news in the world all around us. Thank you for joining with us today. I'm going to pray a closing prayer and invite you to just bow your hearts, and if the Lord's urging you to pray and you haven't had a chance to do that yet, please pray the prayer with me as I pray it with you, and then we'll be done. Heavenly Father, as we close out our service today, we've been reminded and heard these powerful words recorded by John. Lord, they are powerful words of reminder, powerful words of love, powerful words of presence, Powerful words of peace. And Jesus, I pray right now for anybody that's hearing this right now or sometime in the future, as they hear these words and they sense the burning within their hearts, the desire that they have but don't know how to express that they really do need you and want you, Lord, I pray that they will pray this prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, forgive me. Cleanse me. Make me a new creation. I believe in you. I believe in your life, your death, and your resurrection. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. But I have faith that it was real 
and I want to be a part of that. I want you to be a part of my life. And I invite you now by the power of your Holy Spirit to do something in me that I can't explain, but that I know I need. So Jesus, will you come into my life and transform me and change me and help me to experience this new life and energy and love by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, for anybody that's prayed that prayer, I just pray a special anointing upon them. I pray your peace would pass all understanding. I pray that you would do something that only you can do by the power of your Holy Spirit. And we thank you and we praise you for that gift today, that gift of new life. Encourage all of us today, Lord, with these words. May your spirit be speaking to us and may you open our eyes to see the ways that we reach out and be that advocate and support for others as we lean in and press into you for the power and the grace to do just that. We love you, Lord. We believe in you and we have faith in you. And we know, Lord Jesus, that you are going to do something unique for us in the days to come. May our ears be attentive to you. So I thank you now. I praise you. We love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it has been my privilege and all of our privileges uh, on behalf of New Hope and our team here to be with you this morning. Um, thanks for joining in. Thanks for being a part of it with us. Uh, we hope that the rest of your day is filled with some kind of joy and rest and relaxation. Our leadership team talked yesterday about the need for Sabbath rest. And I really would like to encourage each and every one of you to find some time today or throughout the week where you can unplug, where you can get away, where you can rest, where you can be renewed and recharged, where you can create some space to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. And we believe that through that listening and through that time, we believe that the church is going to be edified from what we learn from you and what you learn from the Lord. So be encouraged today. Thank you. Uh, we just, we love you. We miss you. Uh, it's been good to be with you. Um, it's just so you guys know, 66 years ago, I just want to kind of call this out, May 17th, 1954, the Supreme Court made a ruling in the Brown versus Board of Education that separate was not equal. And so may we as a church continue to live in to that ruling over 66 years ago, knowing that in our society there's still so much more work to be done. But today, may we be reminded even by the Holy Spirit to find more and increasingly more ways to live into being the bridge, being the light, being the hope that our community and our people in this world around us need to bring true equality and justice and love to bear in the world around us. So we love you. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. I'm going to ask Don to go ahead and uh, close us out. Uh, our service is complete. Thank you, Don, and thank you, everybody, for joining us. Take care. God bless. <laughs>